0: Hello everybody and welcome back to a much better-sounding Straight Outta Climb with me, your host, of course, Dylan Turl Reeve. Believe it or not, I'm actually using the same mic as I was using at the start of Straight Outta Climb. I've actually just taken it out of its uh, stand and I've messed around with it a little bit and from the few tests I've done, it actually sounds pretty good. So, fingers crossed, there's no crackling or anything like that today. Uh, Because that headset, even though it's a decent replacement for, you know, a short-term kind of thing, it's not the best sounding quality. And I want all my episodes to sound great. However, obviously, recently I've had some trouble with this mic, and I was planning on buying a new one, and I did purchase one, and then I got a lovely email three days later to tell me that it was actually out of stock. So that was annoying. So I said, fuck it, let's just mess around with the one I had before and see what the story is. So, so far, so good. I will keep checking as I'm recording to make sure that it sounds uh, okay, because that's the uh, main thing with this episode, is I want it to all sound okay. Uh, first things first, before I get into today's episode, I just wanted to say, lads, thank you so much for the support uh, that uh, this show has been receiving so far. Uh, it really does mean a lot. Uh, it, it's something I missed doing, uh, recording you know, podcasts and stuff. Uh, you know, I've spoke about Jotar Rising enough and that towards the end, it just kind of felt like it had run its course. And obviously now I've moved from one industry to another and I just felt like it was time for a change. Time to kind of freshen things up and have a new challenge. Celtic uh, Celticodic is something I've spoken about an awful lot and I am looking forward to bringing that show back when the time is right. Once again, once Para, Alex and me have schedules that are in sync with each other, we'll be able to do that. We've all got stuff going on right now. You know, I'm in college Porig is doing uh, his thing with his apprenticeship. Alex uh, has unfortunately had his course uh, cancelled, so he's kind of in between uh, things at the moment, um, just with the way things are going there. So we will eventually um, bring that back, but we want to make sure the time is right, and we want to make sure it's during a time where we can all uh commit properly to the um to the show because Celtic Kodak is a show with a lot of potential it's a show that we have so much fun recording and it's you know I know I said that sometimes I kind of like recording on my own but when it comes to Celtic Kodak I hate recording on my own I much prefer recording with Barg and Alex and uh, we'd love to get some guests on there as well just like I would love to get some guests on here uh, which I will do eventually, when the time is right. You know, people have got busy schedules. And the best thing about bringing guests onto uh, Straight Out of Klein is that they can be from any walk of life. It doesn't just have to be acting. It doesn't just have to be combat. It doesn't just have to be, you know, performing arts. It can literally be anything. And that's something that's very exciting and something that I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, like the, the last few episodes in particular have gotten some good responses. Uh, in particular the episode in relation to Ashling Murphy, which I want to touch on very quickly. Um, That episode was very um, spur of the moment. I didn't plan it. Uh, I learned about the death of Ashling Murphy, I think, that morning, or maybe the day before. And it just felt like an important topic to talk about, just in relation to how... Just horrible that situation was, uh, so in particular for that episode, I want to thank everyone for that and i and I hope that I got my message across well in it I listened to some very good shows as well from other people who were talking about uh you know protecting women in ireland and and uh and stuff like that and I suppose to kind of reiterate a message that has been sent out recently from other public platforms is to not comment on the person who is currently being charged with the murder of Ashton Murphy to not you know, say anything um, that people want to say about him right now because of the the situation with that case, Uh with, with the way things are right now, it could, it could destroy the case. So, you know, maybe by the time this goes out, that will have changed. But as of the time of this recording, uh, that hasn't changed. So, yeah, that's a very important message I want to send out to some people right now because, listen, I know... Myself included, you know, we're all full of emotions right now about this situation. We're hoping that justice is uh, handed to this person, but we need to be patient. We need to uh, leave this uh, period in in the case. I'm not sure what the exact term is. We need to leave this phase out, and then we can say what we want, and and hopefully this person is brought to justice. So I just wanted to quickly um, just uh, touch on that. So, yeah, thank you so much for all the support on the show. Uh, That episode in particular got... Uh, you know the the response that I was, you know, glad it got it, it got people talking. It got people, um, you know, just it. I feel like with this platform, as much as I wanted to be entertaining, I also wanted there to uh talk about some serious issues that need to be spoke about, and and that was definitely one that that had to be spoke about, and I'm I'm glad I did talk about it. So, so yeah, th- th- thank you so much for that. Today's episode is going to be quite a fun one. Because uh, I was kind of torn between two episodes, as you may have seen over on Instagram this week. I did a uh, Instagram poll between uh, two topics of discussion that we were going to talk about this week. The first topic was stories from door-to-door sales, which I worked in for a year. And that mightn't sound very exciting on paper, but to be honest, guys, I have so many... Just bizarre stories from when I worked in door-to-door sales. I- I've done all different types of sales. I've done over the phone. I've done door-to-door. I've done, um, you know, um, I- I've been set up in-, in the city center at stalls and stands doing door-to-door. Or not door-to-door, I've been doing, um, you know, s- sales for charities and stuff like that. So I've done all different types of sales. But door-to-door sales in particular is the one where I have the most funny stories from. So, we will talk about that maybe next week, because there are some funny stories I would like to talk about. I worked all over Munster, worked a little bit up in Dublin as well, uh, doing Door to Door, and uh, yeah, there, there there are some funny stories there. So, that will happen probably next week, that episode, because secretly I was kind of hoping that one would win. Now, this week's episode is going to be fun as well, because uh, what won the poll was me talking about my top five favourite actors it's not that I didn't want to do this episode. Of course I do. The reason I was a bit funny about doing this episode right now was because I'm struggling. I am struggling to narrow it down to five. i Well, I say that. I've got four that are like concrete. And the fifth one is just... It's tough, guys. It really is tough. I'm not going to do this in one session. I will... Uh, Do a few sessions to try and get through this because number five is still kind of bugging me. They will be in no particular order. I'm just gonna kind of talk about you know my the five actors I enjoyed the most and my five favorite actors. It's not that I prefer one to the other or you know one more than the others. I should say it's just a case of these are my top five. And yeah, it it, it's been tough. I don't really have any specific criteria they need to fulfil. It's kind of different for everyone. A lot of these people have different reasons for being there. Don't worry; it's not just five wrestlers who transition to acting. That's not what I've done. There is one wrestler in here who transitioned to acting, and some people may already know already know who it is. It may be a fairly obvious one, but listen, we'll still discuss uh, in detail why I picked that person because it's still quite interesting. But uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm still not actually sure in this recording session who the fifth. One is going to be the fifth actor um but yeah we'll, we'll discuss that when i eventually get to it uh, this recording session is on tuesday uh, so hopefully by hopefully by friday i will have you know decided who that fifth actor is going to be but anyway we'll do the door-to-door sales episode next week that'll be quite exciting but for now let's get into my top five favorite actors in the world of all time grand slam super bowl world championship I think that's a long enough title. Anyway. The first of my top five favourite actors. Let's get the most obvious one out of the way. It is of course. The most electrifying man. In all of entertainment. It is of course. The people's champion. The Brahma Bull. The jabroni beating. Pie eating. List off a load of things that rhyme. Whip your candy ass. Mr. Dwayne. The Rock Johnson. Yes, it is, of course, Mr. Hollywood himself. Let's get into it, because I wanted to get the most obvious one out of the way, but I also want to talk about why I think, even without the wrestling stuff, The Rock's story is so just inspiring for all, you know, forms of entertainment or sport or whatever you're into. I don't think it's just wrestling or acting that The Rock inspires people. I think he inspires people all over the world in all different walks of life. I obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, as a wrestling fan, my voice went very weird there. I do apologize. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I obviously love The Rock from just being a lifelong wrestling fan. And The Rock was my first ever favorite wrestler. I was one of the people who probably held it against him for a little bit for leaving the the, the wrestling business and going on into Hollywood. But guys, this is someone who... His company is called $7 Industries, or seven, 7 Bucks Industries, because he tells the story of, you know, being in his 20s and only having $7 in his pocket, and saying that one day things would get better for him, and that he would have a lot more than $7 to his name. So, like, he never forgot where he came from, and when you look at The Rock's work ethic, and you look at, you know, the the the, the troubled time he had in wrestling, um up to when he left to go into Hollywood... And the way his star kept rising from 1996 when he debuted to 2003 when he left. And then to think of, you know, when the Fast and Furious franchise uh, brought him in. And to look at the money he's made since then. And all the stuff he's done with Kevin Hart. And all the blockbuster movies he's been in since. And just the crazy workout regime he has. and, And all the different, you know, brand sponsorship things he has. With his energy drink now. And his tequila... He's just had some footwear company launch. Who now have a partnership with the UFC. It's just crazy, you know. And, and this to think this almost never happened because The Rock wanted to be an American footballer. And listen, the guys in the NFL make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. They do make a lot of money. But I don't think he would have made as much money had he stayed in that career. And obviously he ended up uh, not getting drafted or whatever it was and going to the Canadian Football League, which has like fuck all money went into the world of pro wrestling and became a huge star there. And let's be honest, he took a chance going into Hollywood because Scorpion King was a huge success, as was Mummy, uh, Mummy Returns. Those were his first two uh, movies, which, listen, they might not be the most amazing movies, but for me, they're cult classics. So, yeah, just take of that what you will. I still enjoy them. Then, obviously, he had Walking Tall and Welcome to the Jungle, which I think was called The Rundown in the United States. But for some reason in Europe, it was called Welcome to the Jungle. And... Um, It was a risk because he was, you know, leaving behind a business where he was very popular. uh, Third generation, first ever third generation uh, wrestler. And he was, you know, I don't want to say walking away from a lot of money because he was obviously getting paid a lot to go into Hollywood. But sometimes people have their five minutes of fame and they fade away. The Rock has been the complete opposite. And what I like about The Rock is that... Even though he's notorious now for playing the same kind of character, like as the old saying kind of goes, The Rock is famous for playing himself in each movie. The badass Samoan who is sometimes funny, (laughs) that's essentially what The Rock is. Like, I was talking to one of the other actors in my course, uh, I think it was last week, and I was saying that I actually think John Cena is actually a better actor than The Rock. And I know that might not make sense, the fact that I've included The Rock over John Cena, but... John Cena, I think, is better at playing characters. I think The Rock is great at playing The Rock. However, when you look at the money The Rock has made by playing himself, that sounds very wrong. The Rock, Look at the money the, the Rock has made by playing himself in movies. It's hard to kind of deny him in a list like this. And because he's someone who did inspire me to get into acting, whereas John Cena has already kind of started acting by the time I was getting into it. Um... But yeah, like uh, the the Rock is just someone who, as I say, took a big chance by leaving the world of WWE and going into Hollywood because it doesn't work out for everybody. Like it didn't work out for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan uh, attempted to leave wrestling and go into Hollywood in the early nineties, and it just didn't go well. Like Suburban Commando was not a blockbuster hit. And whilst Mummy Returns and Scorpion King may not be renowned for being amazing movies, I mean, Mummy Returns is known for having one of the worst CGI effects of all time, which I still think isn't actually that bad when you consider it was in, what, 2001? The Rock's performance impressed so much that it put him on the path that he's on now. I just think all these things for me, just me, like the, the no no matter how you feel about The Rock's movies and him playing the same character over and over again, you can't deny his work ethic and all the all the time and effort he put into getting to where he is now. And always staying humble. Like someone said something there recently and I was watching a video of The Rock who uh was talking with someone who said their daughters loved the um Maui films where obviously The Rock is a voice actor and The Rock Uh, took a video for that guy's daughters and, you know, was very humble. He even said, you probably don't recognize me here, but hopefully you recognize my voice. And someone left a comment that The Rock acts the way we say all of us would act if we were famous. Like, he never forgot where he came from. He never forgot his humble beginnings. And that's why when I talk about certain other people who are in wrestling on this show who may not be as humble, and I'm not going to name any names because I already think people know who I'm on about... It just puts it into perspective that The Rock, who is probably the most famous person in the fucking world, uh, or, you know, at least in the top five, is still as humble as he is and, you know, sends a great message and is such an inspiration to people all over over the world. um, I just think it's really inspiring. Now, one thing I've tried to do on this um, uh, show and this episode as well is list my favourite film from each actor on here. Now, with The Rock, it's actually quite tough. Because I do like a lot of movies that The Rock is in. This might be a case of recency bias. But I don't care. Right? I'm going to go with it. First of all, the honorable mention is Scorpion King. I fucking love Scorpion King. I will fight to the death for that movie. And also, Tooth Fairy isn't that bad. He gets mocked for being in the Tooth Fairy. I actually think that's quite a good movie. <laughs> anyway. I am going to go with The Gridiron Gang. I think it came out in like 2008. 2008. It's where he plays a football coach in a, in a prison. It is such a fucking good movie. I don't think that movie gets the credit it deserves. I had actually totally forgotten about this film. I watched it over Christmas. Um, just, you know, sometimes, you know, a night comes about where you're just in the mood to watch a movie that you either have never seen or you haven't seen for a while. And I think that that movie does not get the credit it deserves. If I hadn't watched that, I probably would have said Scorpion King, as I mentioned. Or, a very close second would be Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. That is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I was talking about Park and Alex earlier from Celtic Kodak. I remember we all watched that movie together for the first time. And the three of us were in absolute stitches. If you haven't seen that movie, I would highly recommend checking it out. It is very, very funny. And... You know the Rock, as funny as he is in that in the Gridiron Gang, he's you know he's very serious. It's it's quite emotional. It's he's a bit more um, he's a bit more uptight in that movie, and it's 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 really good. It's very emotional, and even though it wasn't really when the Rock, he was a big name at this point. I as I say, I think it was like two thousand eight. Let me actually double check. Google Live, or you know, whilst I'm recording, uh, Grid. Iron Gang. 2006. Wow. I didn't realize it was 06. I thought it was 08. So this is before The Rock was like a megastar. He was obviously... I think at this stage The Rock was still known as the wrestler who became an actor. Whereas now The Rock is just known as an actor who you may or may not know from uh, his wrestling days. Uh, but yeah, this this was one of The Rock's first like breakout performances for me. And I think it is far and above his most underrated movie and for me his best ever performance so there you have it that's the obvious one out of the way The Rock is the first of my top 5 favourite actors of all time number 2 on my list of top 5 favourite actors ever is and I already know people are going to say oh you're only saying it because of how she looks but I don't fucking care It's Margot Robbie. Now, Margot Robbie is someone who I admire not because I take inspiration from her, and that's going to sound really bad, but it is purely from an entertainment um, point of view. Here's the thing about Margot Robbie, right? I come from a past life in, in a past industry that we may or may not have just spoken about, which was famous for bringing in women based purely off how they looked nothing to do with talent nothing to do with uh, you know personality or charisma it was based off how they look Margot Robbie is one of the most beautiful women on the face of planet earth who also happens to be one of the most talented she's got great charisma she can play multiple different roles and she happens to be just unbelievably good looking it's kind of you know it's how do I say this? I didn't mean to say that in a bad way when I said it's not someone I've taken inspiration from because there's definitely inspiration you can take from all different types of actors when, you know, you're in acting. But with, with Margot Robbie, it is, I think it's because she has so much going for her that, you know, she doesn't have to put in the effort. And I don't mean that in, the, in a mean way, but she she does put in the effort. She is, like, ridiculously talented. I can still remember hearing her speak with an Australian accent for the first time. And being blown away that she wasn't American. Because there are some American accents, like fake American accents, that are so, so bad. She has one of the best fake American accents, like, ever. Like, I remember, uh, I think it was Jack Whitehall I saw recently doing an American accent. And it was uh, not horrendous, but not quite good, (laughs) to be quite honest. Um, so, So she's, you know, she's very talented in that aspect as well. She, like, you know, in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, which, believe it or not, I only have, I only saw that movie uh, two years ago. That was the first time I ever watched that movie, Wolf of Wall Street. It took me a very long time to actually watch it. She plays a very different role there to what she does in Suicide Squad, for example. And uh, what's the movie she does with Will Smith? Oh, my God. Why can't I remember the name of that fucking movie that she does with Will Smith? Focus. Yes, I did have to Google that. Apologies. Those are three very different roles. And you know what The Rock I spoke about, how he kind of just plays himself in every movie. Well, he, at least nowadays, you know, back in the day he didn't. Margot Robbie I love for different reasons. It's because she can play ver like various different characters with very different backstories and very different personalities. And and that's a talent in itself. Like you think of people like Bruce Willis or people like uh maybe Samuel L. Jackson... Well, maybe not Samuel L. Jackson... Motherfucker... Um, but, you know... like, I, Okay, Bruce Willis is probably the best example... Like, they kind of just played the same character over and over again... And it's not a discredit to those people... Because they're doing quite well with those characters... And I suppose Bruce Willis did do that thing in Friends... Which was very funny... But, you know, overall... Um, I, I think that he he mainly plays the same... Kind of stone-faced, badass character... Keanu Reeves... there's There's a better example... I'm not really a big fan of Keanu Reeves, which is kind of funny, because we kind of have the same last name, but we kind of don't. Because there's an S at the end of his, there's not at the end of mine. Uh, He is someone who I'm not a big fan of, not just because he plays the same character over and over again, but I just don't really like Keanu Reeves. Margot Robbie is so versatile, she's got, she's just got so many things going for her that mean that... you know, as I said at the start, she doesn't have to put in as much effort as she actually does. And the fact she does put in that effort makes me just love her even more. Um, and yeah, you know, like, cause people are going to say, oh, you're a misogynist and you're only putting her in based off how she looks. I think I've backed up my reasons there as to why I have put her in here. It's, I'm not going to say it's nothing to do with how she looks. It's part of the reason, but I think it's because she backs it up so much with her performances. In terms of my favourite movie that Margot Robbie is in, I will say... I will say Suicide Squad, to be honest, and I know it's not the most original answer, but her performance of Harley Quinn, I think the reason I go with that as well is because now when I think of Harley Quinn, I think of Margot Robbie's performance as Harley Quinn. Um, It's kind of like, you know, when I was talking about Mads Mikkelsen, who, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about a little bit more in this episode, I used to always think of Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, but now, to be honest, I always think of Mads Mikkelsen. Because that was the lasting impact he had on me as that character, and with Margot Robbie, and and Harley Quinn, I I always think of her as, as Harley Quinn. So yeah, I, I would go with Suicide Squad. Wolf of Wall Street is a classic. And listen, as as I mentioned you at the start of this, I did used to work in sales, so that's why I think that movie is fucking exceptional, and there's a lot of lot of accurate things about sales in that movie. Um, if I'm being totally honest, but um, yeah, I I think that um, she, she does an amazing performance in that. And, you know, again, working work that American accent, which is not an easy thing to do, but but I will go with Suicide Squad. So, yeah, my favorite, uh, second favorite actor, I should say, in this list of top five is the beautiful Margot Robbie. Before we get on with the rest of this list, I would just like to thank our sponsors this week. We don't have any. Anyway, on with the list. Number three on this prestigious list is Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Now, I am talking in specific here about... Or in, in specific, that's terrible English. In particular, I am talking about his performance in the Rocky movies. The Rocky movies, especially 1-4, to four, are by far my favourite movies... I think his performance in these are just unbelievable. Rocky 5 is okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's definitely the worst of the Rocky films. However, Rocky 1-4 is just... Rocky's 1-4, I should say. They're just phenomenal movies. As everyone knows, I'm a huge combat sport fan. And growing up, my granddad used to tell me about all the classic boxers... So he'd talk about Floyd Patterson. He'd talk about Cassius Clay, of course, better known as Muhammad Ali. He'd talk about Henry Cooper. He'd talk about uh, Sugar Ray Roberts uh, Robinson. He'd talk about um, you know I feel like I'm forgetting someone really obvious here. He would talk about Jersey Joe Walcott. All the great boxers. And another one he would talk about was Rocky Marciano, who of course the Rocky Balboa character is actually based off of, or loosely based off of at least and. You know, knowing all I knew about Rocky Marciano, and funnily enough, this week I was actually watching a lot of videos to do with Rocky Marciano, and it uh, just brought back a lot of really good memories of growing up and uh, having my granddad talk about all the boxers. That was definitely the best ever of boxing as well, by the way. Um, those days, some great fights back then. Um, but it brought back some great memories, and knowing and remembering all that has definitely made me continue to love the Rocky movies as much as I did back then, you know, now, uh, and I think Sylvester Stallone's performance in this is, is really good, Um, it, well, it's more than really good, it's phenomenal, uh, as you could probably tell, this is a new stage of recording, and I am absolutely shattered right now, I had a very long day of college, and I really want to get this up Friday, right so I'm doing my utmost best to record this, so sorry if I sound a little bit different in this part of the recording, but anyway, whatever, let's keep going. Um, This is something I haven't said an awful lot, I don't think I've ever said it publicly, I think I've only told a couple of people about this, but Rocky actually inspired me to write my own little piece, you know, like, script writing isn't something I've done much in terms of, like, acting and stuff, definitely in my wrestling days I would have fantasy-booked a lot. Some of you might remember on Jotar Rising, I fantasy booked Sting's run in WWE, uh, which was a lot of fun. And I didn't do it as much in terms of, like, you know, writing films and writing scripts and stuff. But there is one I did write that was inspired by Rocky. It was more of an MMA-inspired story. Not going to give away too much, but there was a lot of inspiration taken from Rocky. And, of course, Sylvester Stallone, you know, directed Rocky, and, and he had a big part in actually creating you know, not just playing the character, but actually creating the whole thing, um, and, and that's another reason why I felt like I had to put him on this list, not just because of his performance as Rocky, but because he inspired me to start writing, you know, a, a little bit, and um, yeah, I I just think that, you know, I, I'm i not going to talk much here about like Rambo or the Expendables or films like that, not because they're not good movies, but because my connection to Sylvester Stallone is the Rocky movies. In terms of which one is my favourite, it's very, very close between Rocky 3 and Rocky 4. I think I would probably just about give the edge to Rocky 4 because of just how fucking stone faced Yvonne Drago is. And that is the pure like baby face versus heel story. You know, like Clubber Lang has, as more of like the traditional baby face versus heel one, but just the, the cold hearted nature of, um, of Ivan Drago. And, and you're know, the, the, the happy, not happy go lucky, but you know, the, the clean, you know, American hero of, of Rocky Balboa, de- de- defeating the evil Russian villain. You know, it's a story that's been told time and time again. the, the, you know the hero, the American hero, beats the Russian villain, um, and some people might say it's been a little bit done to death. But I think that Rocky Four is definitely the best example of that. The first two films are amazing as well, I, and and there's not a bad movie in those first in those first four movies. The fifth one, as I say, it it's fine. It is merely fine. But the the first four are phenomenal, and even the Rocky movie that came out in two thousand and six, I think, is very good too. Uh, I don't think that gets talked about enough, and obviously the Creed movies are are, are amazing um, pieces of art as well. But if I'm gonna pick my favorite movie out of you know the first four, and my favorite Sylvester Stallone movie, I'll go Rocky four. I just think what I love about Sylvester Stallone as well in these performances, and to talk about Rocky three in particular, he's such a stone faced character. That when he has moments where he shows emotion, like when uh, when Mickey dies in Rocky Three, it just makes it feel all that more important. And some people might say it's a bit one-dimensional when he's so stone-faced, but as I mentioned, it just makes the moments where he actually breaks all that more powerful. So that's something I definitely appreciate about Sylvester Stallone, and. If you haven't seen the Rocky movies, because amazingly, I'm surprised at the amount of people I've met that have never seen any Rocky movies. Check them out. Don't just go straight to three and four, even though for me they are the two best ones. Watch the first one and work your way up from there. And I'm going to include the Creed movies in, in the series as well. And the remake. Not the remake. The... What would you call that? This just call called the sixth one. The sixth Rocky movie that came out in 06. Because it's very, very good. It's simply entitled Rocky Balboa. But number three on this list is the legend himself, Sylvester Sly Stallone. Number four is... Lads, this was close. This was very close between two actors. I I was just going to get straight into it, but... I have to say it was very, very close. All I will say is... I'm going to, after this entry, give a rundown of honourable mentions. Because there is definitely some people I want to mention here. Um, But number four was... This was tough to narrow it down. However, I have decided that number four is Jackie Chan. I can't really believe that I'm one of the only people around my setting that actually... Includes Jackie Chan in lists like this. Jackie Chan has just been such an absolute fucking just hero of mine. I was watching an interview he did recently on the Graham Norton show. And this is going to be very hard to describe over an audio platform. But it was when he was talking about when people mention his name, they do like the karate karate move uh, when they say it. And he was like, how come they never say like, oh, hey, it's Kevin James. They always say, no, it's Jackie Chan. And the way he did it really, really made me laugh. I fucking think he's just an absolute treasure of a man, Jackie Chan. The other person who I, I may as well say it, the, the person who I was, you know, debating to put in this list other than Jackie Chan was Jack Black. And it was incredibly close between those two. The reason I've gone with Jackie Chan is because I don't think he gets enough credit. I love people like Jackie Chan who, you know, they could fuck you up in a fight. They could fuck you up badly if they wanted to. But they are such absolute fucking comedic geniuses with great charisma, great just personality. And can be put into a number of different roles and absolutely thrive. A lot of people don't really rate the Karate Kid movie in, I think it was 2010 it came out, the remake. I personally think Jackie Chan's performance in that is one of the best performances I've ever seen. Jaden Smith has become a little bit of a meme, so I'm not really going to talk too much about Jaden Smith. But I think Jackie Chan's performance in that is is amazing. Listen, the original Karate Kid is obviously probably the more loved of the two, but... I really do hold the remake. It has a special place in my heart. I still remember going to see it in the cinema. And it's one of the last movies I think I ever actually bought on DVD. Or the last uh, movie I got on DVD. um, Because this was kind of when we were moving into the the, uh, digital age. So that's why it has a bit of sentimental value there as well. But, like, the Rush Hour movies are some of my absolute favourites. Like, I don't re-watch movies that much. I tend to kind of just watch them once, and I probably won't watch them again for a very long time afterwards. But the Rush Hour movies, I think, probably has the... Cl- I think Rush Hour 3 or 2. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but In, like, 2016. I watched it twice within two months. And for me, that's a very short period of time to watch a movie, you know, more, more than once. And it was mainly because of Jackie Chan's performance, and I get such, like a nostalgia fucking journey when I see uh, Jackie Chan. He is one of the most underappreciated actors of all time, in my opinion. And, like, my earliest memories of him were the animated series, which I think, again, it's another thing not a lot of people talk about. But to go from that to Rush Hour to, you know, Karate Kid, the journey I've gone on with Jackie Chan really... Just brings back some great memories from my childhood, and I think that he's probably a bit more of a, you know, nostalgic inclusion on this list. It's not so much that he has you know certain acting techniques or certain you know things that have given me inspiration. It's just purely from an you know entertainment and enjoyment point of view that I'm including Jackie Chan in this, and with Jack Black, it was just it was so unbelievably close, but. Jack Black, I think, gets the credit he deserves. I don't think Jackie Chan does. In terms of what my favorite movie is with Jackie Chan, obviously I mentioned Karate Kid. The Rush Hour movies are amazing. I'm going to go with The Medallion. An absolute fucking gem of a movie. Once again, people don't talk about this enough. Another gem of a man in that movie is Lee Evans. If you're going to watch one movie I've recommended from this entire list... Watch The Medallion. And the fact I'm putting it above Rocky is saying an awful lot. But, you know, the Rocky movies, I know I said I've I've met a lot of people who haven't seen them, but I think at least everyone has heard of Rocky, even if you haven't seen one. A lot of people may not have heard of The Medallion, but it is... I'm actually, I think I'm going to watch that movie tonight, just because I've started talking about it now. It is a gem of a movie. It's it's probably a bit of a hidden gem. I don't actually know what year it came out. Let me once again Google whilst I'm recording. The Medallion. Not the medium. That's a video game. The Medallion. 2003. Wow. Oh, lad, the memories. The absolute fucking memories of this movie. Wow. Wow. That's given me an unexpected just nostalgic fucking overdose there it's it's hilarious it is absolutely hilarious i i would highly recommend it and yeah jackie chan for me is by far the most underrated actor on this list again you know people say that he can only play you know one type of character but i I disagree with that because i think if you look at the performance in the medallion and you look at the performance he has um in um, the karate kid you can see you know even though he is known for being that karate master he can do it in a serious tone and he can do it in a comedic tone and that's something I don't think that's something you can teach I think you either have it or you don't he's only 67 wow sorry I'm, I'm going on a little bit of a Jackie Chan research journey here 60 I had it in my head he was way older Wow, he's only 67. That's really cool. Anyway, yeah, Jackie Chan, fucking legend. He's number four on this list. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into the honourable mentions. So the first honourable mention, as I talked about earlier, is Jack Black. He's number six on this list, okay? He is number six. Just comedic fucking timing is is amazing. School of Rock is unbelievable. Um, uh, Shallow Hal, that's a fucking, yeah, I... Uh, this, this podcast has just been a nostalgia podcast, let's be honest, this is just me going on a nostalgia trip, um, because to be honest with you, all the actors I've mentioned so far, the only one who's somewhat recent for me, and when I say recent, I mean from the age of maybe 16 to now, you know, nearly 24, is Margot Robbie, like, she's someone who, so far, she's the only one I wouldn't have seen in, you know, from childhood, she's someone I saw when I was a bit older um, so, you know Jack Black's another kind of guy I, I absolutely adore growing up staying on that tre- uh, trend Jim Carrey or Jim Carrey however you want to say it uh, he was yeah he was someone who it, it killed me not to put in this list because he is someone I have looked up to an awful lot like it's amazing like the way when you hear me talk about comedy on this an awful lot you think I wanted to be a comedian but it, it's not that I wanted to be a comedian I just appreciate really funny actors like I think that I'm better at performing I th- I can perform seriously when I act, but I prefer doing light hearted, funny stuff. I think that's personally what I prefer. Not so much writing it, but performing it. That's why I love like the Key and Peel sketches as well. Um you know on YouTube I watch loads of them and I get inspiration from them. That's why I pick a lot of actors who are kind of more known for their comedic sense than, you know, being really serious. Which is a little bit ironic when you're going to hear who my favorite actor is. Uh, or, you know, at least, the you know, the last inclusion on this list. But let's be honest, he is my favorite actor. You, you'll hear about him in a minute. But, yeah, Jim Carrey was someone who I've taken so much inspiration from over the years. And, and it killed me not putting him on this list. But I just felt like I had to have a bit of diversity. You know, I I felt like, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to include a woman. because. I, you know, I was having this discussion with someone recently about, you know, like, female, I- including females on certain, you know, lists that I've done over the years, and especially on podcasts. Like, I did a podcast on Joe Turr Rising about my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. And I'm ashamed to say, looking back, there was no women on the list, and there was no women on the Uh, honorable mentions and it's not because I was trying to be sexist or misogynistic but it was because it's still such a recent thing for wrestling for women to be looked at the way they are in WWE anyway you know obviously maybe in other promotions not so much but I just felt like I would only be including one for the sake of including one Margot Robbie genuinely deserves a place on my list and I felt like if I can include one because it's genuine I will I'm not going to do it just for the sake of doing it but in a, in a, you know, to kind of contradict that, I do think it was important I had to have a woman on this list. But she's not there just for the sake of it. She's there because I genuinely think she's unbelievably talented. If I wasn't thinking that way, I probably would have put Jim Carrey on this list. Uh, and I know he, I said that Jack Black was number six. So maybe the way I'm talking, you might think Jim Carrey is. But... Um, I. <laughs> just Jack Black and Jackie Chan, it, like, because they're so similar, that's why it kind of came down to those two, whereas Jim Carrey's a little bit different. But yeah, he, he he's definitely one of the biggest honorable mentions. I mentioned Jaden Smith earlier, uh, now I'm going to talk about his senior, uh, Will Smith, who is someone who is very interesting in the, from the point of view that he's also known for comedy, but also for some really serious movies like you know, Hancock, which is another favourite movie of mine. Um, also, uh, he did a movie with Margot Robbie as well, didn't he? What was that called? Wasn't I just talking about that earlier? I want Focus. Yeah, I was only talking about that earlier. What am I saying? That was in a different recording session. So, yeah. Listen, as you can tell, it's, I'm very, very tired. I really am. So, I'm trying to get through this as quick as I can. Oh, God. this this I can already tell this sounds terrible. I, my, I do apologise. I really do apologise. I... This week has been absolutely mental. Let, let's let peel back the curtain a little bit. If I'm going to be honest about something, right? This is the first week I've had in college where I think I've actually felt a little bit burned out. Not because I don't love acting. For the complete opposite. I adore acting. But Jesus Christ, this week, it's, I found it really tough. Even going over my classic monologue, which I'm currently doing in college at the moment... I f- it was the first time I found something stressful. Never stressed at all over the first play. Never stressed at the start of college. It's only now I felt a little bit of stress, and I feel like it's coming through on this on this episode. So I do apologize, lads. It's just been a fucking hectic time in college and outside of college. So I know I sound like I'm making zero sense at the moment. I am doing my best, but yeah, I just said fuck it. Let, let's let's have an open discussion here because I. Yeah, let's talk about something a little bit separate before I get into my number one entry here. Since I've come back from the Christmas break, or since we've come back from the Christmas break, there are a number of people that we haven't seen since the break. I know one person has officially dropped out. Some other people are questionable because they haven't really been there and... The ones who have been were there for like a day and fecked off. And that didn't get to me at all in the first half of the year. But for some reason it's getting to me now in the second half of the year. I think the reason is I have absolutely just loved being back in college so much. I cannot actually describe the absolute life and joy it's given me since I have started this course back in September. I've met some great people. I've made some great friends. I've got to experience a lot of interesting um, moments w- with performing. And it's something I never imagined I ever would have done. And I think because I'm in the second half of the year now, and some people have been a little bit sporadic, shall we say, with their... Uh, attendance, But listen, I'm no exception to that because I, I had to miss the first week over COVID. I think it's just made me kind of go, wow, life does go really fast. And there is also that thing in my head of, like, I'm not going to name names, but the person who dropped out, even though I wasn't very close with them, I'm like, wow, like, I'm probably not going to see them again, or at least not for a very long time. And I'm not going to see them in, you know, CSN again. And, I don't know, I, I, it, there's just something about this week where it's just really hit me. Like, I started recording this on, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, so that was early in the week. I, you know, I, I went into college, felt great, felt fine and whatever, but just coming home and you're know, going over the monologue and going over certain projects and thinking about all that stuff, it just kind of got to me for some reason. It's hard to describe. So... Yeah, this went from like, hey, here hey, here are my favourite actress of all time to yeah, here's how Dylan's feeling this week. So yeah, sorry for going on this little weird journey here, but it's just been it's just been a weird, strange kind of week for me, and I'm just really tired. And I just felt like I had to talk to somebody about it, and I'm going to talk to my very loyal audience about it because the support I've gotten from this show is uh fantastic. I'm doing my best to dedicate as much time to this as I can. But with college and you know currently switching jobs again at the moment and and all that crack, it's just or in between switching jobs, I should say it's it's tough, it is tough, but we'll get there. We'll get there. And yeah, I, I suppose it's just uh, it's just a weird time for me right now in terms of acting and stuff like that. I yeah. And because we're, you know, slowly approaching the end of the year, Uh, excuse me, we're slowly approaching, I mean, like we're nearly in February, and the fact that, you know, we're getting close to like, you know, applying for other colleges and stuff like that, I think it's just, it's just been a bit overwhelming this week. So yeah, I know it's, it's the second half of this podcast sounds totally different from the first half, but that's what's going on. So yeah, fuck it. Let's just get to number one. Let's just get to number one on this list. So I know I said that there was no order on this list, but fuck it. This man is number one. My favourite actor in the world, and he has been for a while, is the Danish fucking sexy beast himself, Mads Mikkelsen. I was first introduced to Mr. Mikkelsen on the fantastic first season of the series Hannibal, which was, of course... Uh, Hannibal Lecter's, like, origin story, or whatever you want to call it. I wasn't overly familiar with the Hannibal Lecter character before this series. I'd heard of it. I knew who Anthony Hopkins was. And I'd seen a little bit of his performance as Hannibal Lecter during the Hannibal series, just by researching it or whatever. But I don't care lads, I love Anthony Hopkins, he's probably another honourable mention to a certain extent, but I think Mads Mickelson's performance as Hannibal Lecter is better than Anthony Hopkins. And listen, it's not a fair comparison because they're playing the character at two different stages of the character's life. They are two very different actors and they're both very good at how they do it. But when it comes to personal taste and enjoyment, you know, pun very much intended. I much prefer Mads Mikkelsen's performance as Hannibal Lecter uh, than I do Anthony Hopkins. It's just, it's spine tingling, it's spine tingling thinking about his performance. Just the way he approaches the role, his demeanour, his, his, you know, the way he speaks, just the, the way he dresses, even like when he's eating dinner at the table, which is, you know, a common scene in the Hannibal series, it's there's just there's just an aura about him he's just he just oozes charisma and it's effortless he's I, I can't praise this man enough and i remember oh my god i'm after forgetting the name of the movie the the bond film that he's in listen I, i'm not going to google it listen you know the film i'm on about he he's a james bond villain as well and he did that before hannibal and I remember watching that after the first season, or maybe the second season of Hannibal. I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. And that was when I realized how much I actually took inspiration from this man. Because when I was coming up with a wrestling character at that stage, I, you know, because my favorite wrestler of all time is The Undertaker. And he's obviously a very dark character. He's, you know, his thing is that he's... He's dark. He's mysterious. He's got you know um, the the kind of the the fear factor about him, and it's because he didn't speak an awful lot of that that made it even more eerie. I was you know I was obsessed with kind of supernatural scary characters, and when I was trying to come up with like one of those, I was putting more of like a Mads Mickelson effect on it than I was an Undertaker effect. And really, that's probably where the seeds were planted in terms of me wanting to actually get into acting. And I know I did a full podcast on that, but it's it wasn't until I actually looked back recently that shit. Yeah, Mads Mickelson is the reason I wanted to become an actor. He's the very reason I actually wanted to to get into the business. And even when I see him in the Carlsberg ads, which you know, this I feel like it keeps coming back to, like you know funny actors and and comedic actors. I never would have imagined him doing, you know, funny things. But those Carlsberg ads, he's hilarious in them. And again, effortlessly funny. He's so dry, but yet oozes charisma. And again, I just don't think that's something you can teach. I don't think you can teach someone to be like Mads Mikkelsen. And that's something I just, I love about him. And I think that's... I think you could say that about every actor on this list, though, to be fair. Between The Rock, Margot Robbie, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Jackie Chan, and Mads Mikkelsen. You can't teach what they have. They have auras about them. They have very distinctive looks. They have things about them that are unique to them. And it's very hard to pass that on. I think it's virtually impossible to pass that on to people. As I said, I take inspiration from... Uh, from all of them, you know, and I know I said earlier with Margot Robbie, maybe it's not a case to take inspiration, but I mean, I I, mean, I think it's it's hard not to with someone so talented. um, You can take inspiration from these people, but you can't teach what they have. What they have is special. They have the it factor. And, and that's not something that gets passed down. That's something that you either have or you don't. Whether I have it or not, I really don't know. I hope I do, but it's not for me to say. But that's what all five of these actors have, and Mads Mikkelsen has that, and fucking then some. I think he was very underappreciated for a long time. I was talking to my buddy Porig about that the other day. But Porig, you know, very rightly said that he is getting more acclaim now than he would have before. And that's great to see, because I think he was someone who was overlooked for far too long, and now I think he's getting the credit he deserves. Uh, Not only has he been in great movies and great TV series, he has also uh, been in great video games. Obviously, he was a character in Death Stranding, which is a great game by the legend himself, Hideo Kojima. Um, A game that I'm sure we'll talk about on Celtic Kodak when that's back up and running. And, uh, yeah. Like amazingly with Mads Mickelson, it's not so much a favourite movie I have I will go with favourite series which is Hannibal admittedly the third season of Hannibal was very fucking weird still don't really understand what was actually happening but his performance was what was making it worth watching Um, yeah just an unbelievable unbelievable man unbelievable character uh, unbelievable character work I should say you just can't teach what Mads Mikkelsen has. Simple as that. Simple as that. Lads, we are at the end of the episode now. My apologies for how weird this episode got in the second half of it. Honestly, I'm just absolutely shattered recording this. There was part of me that was kind of do- debating whether I was actually going to do the episode this week. Just with all the shit that was going on with me. But, you know, I, I did pu- I did put up a poll. I did get people to decide what they wanted to see. I wanted to, what they wanted to hear this week I should say and I am a man of the people and therefore I will always you know I will always make sure my audience comes first and we got there in the end not only did you hear my top 5 favourite actress of all time you also got to hear about my mid-college crisis which, I already feel better that I've spoke about it now, though. I do feel a little bit better, so, so that's good. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening, every single one of you. Seriously, I know I feel like I say it every week at this stage, but it's just so great to be recording again. Um, it's It really is something that I really miss doing. I really, really did miss doing it, but I think because I took that break from it, and because I have a totally new platform now, it's just given me a whole new lease of life in terms of... Um, my performance on my podcast and I'm loving every minute of it I am in contact with a few people who I would like to get on this show and uh, at the end of my college year I have a very special show planned which I'm looking forward to immensely so stay tuned for that and next week I probably will do the door to door sales episode which should be A lot of fun that will be a lot of fun that will be something that I can talk about some very fun and weird and interesting memories that I have from that industry and you know I spoke a lot about some of my favorite movies on this episode as well so maybe that could be uh, you know one for um, the near future as well so yeah but anyway you know that's just me kind of thinking out loud there let me know as per usual what you would like to hear on this show I am all ears when it comes to ideas and uh, and you know things that people would like to hear on this show i, I think that audience input is very important and yeah this, this isn't my show this is our show i've said it once and i'll say it a thousand times so i will sign off now thank you for about the millionth time once again for listening to the show please give me a follow on my social media apps below i will leave all the links in the description of this podcast and until next week I will talk to you all